Silence. Welcome to the Ball, the Gray, and the Asian Podcast. We have an amazing episode lined up for you guys today. First, starting against standing 6'10", 250 pounds with 3% body fat, the new Bethany Baseball head coach, Justin Thomas, and now it's time for the starting lap. Starting at coast, the man, the myth, the legend, the proud owner of the three-game fan CBS winning streak, and the best-looking alumni in the PIC, allegedly, standing 6'2", 220 pounds of pure muscle, Andrew the Gray. Good and next are you recurring as the official and paid spokesman for Rogaine and for the best substitute teacher in all of Cambridge. That's a great city. That's very impressive. Jacob the Bald. Jordan. And last but not least, we have our other co-host. He's the CEO and owner of the best gift business in America. 25 cents per gift. That's a great business. It's been the Asian Dev. Look, sit back, enjoy the show, subscribe, unsubscribe, and then resubscribe again. And let's get through. go. Sad. It's episode 39 of the Fall of the Grand Asian Podcast. How are we all doing? Terrific. What did you say? Terrific, dude. Why horrific? I said terrific, you dumb. Ah, yeah. Yeah, a great start to this episode. All right, uh, Gil, we have two guests today. Do you want to introduce them real quick? Oh, yeah, I'd love to. Why don't, why don't I ever get to introduce anyone? <laughs> Shoot, we're trying to run a show here. Oh, my God. I know. It's part of the show, you dick. Sir, the reason that you... You are a reoccurring guest. introduce the guest is because you are the guest. Bullshit. <laughs> okay, so, anyway, there... I guess you just introduce yourself. Uh, the one, the only reoccurring guest, Jacob Schubert, uh, made himself known. That uh, was nice. Um, but also, later in this show, at the end, we got... Well, kind of the whole show... We got Coach Justin Thomas, new coach of the Bison, uh, coming on. We're going to ask him a few questions about uh, his coaching background, how he got into baseball. Uh, and then we'll, we'll get into a little lighter side, hopefully uh, catch him off guard a little bit. We'll see. Uh, but that should be fun. We'll get to know him better and get, get a, new, uh, a new look at Bethany's new, uh, new head coach. That'll be good. For sure. And we are a sports podcast, so we have a couple sports stories that we're going to run by you guys before we get to the interview. But, Gil, the Pittsburgh Steelers, we're back, baby. <laughs> You think? I, see, I was asking that the other day. Um, they look pretty good, as much as I hate to say it. Uh, so I guess that answers my normal question. Are they back for real? Like you're saying back? Yeah, yeah, they're back. The Browns ones, does that mean they're back? Uh, no, no, I wouldn't say not quite. The Colts, the Colts are back, though. 1-5. Yeah, okay. yeah, so they're back. That's you know, a lot of fantasy points, so they're back. I agree with you. Yeah, but, I don't know if they're all the way back, actually. But they're back. Big Ben was clutch for you, though, putting up 49 points on your fantasy team, even though no one really gives a shit, but, you know, still pretty cool. But yeah. <laughs> no one does give a shit. fantasy league must be fun. Yeah, cool. You got to do <laughs> Oh, I forgot. Um, shoot, there, it was just like a hypothetical fantasy league. It's yeah, not, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. It's definitely not the one that we forgot to invite you to. Yeah, I've been it for three years. Yeah, and Gil allegedly has Big Ben in this hypothetical league. So if he you know, actually did have him, it would be pretty cool. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh my lord. All right. So officially back. Um, yeah. Like I said, as much as it pains me to say, I gotta agree with you. Let's get it. Uh, so. You know, it's not back, Lady Bell, though. Okay. Yeah. Let me get on that real quick. Ben, <laughs> to a Steelers fan, like, what, what do you think is gonna happen when he comes back? As far as like playing time. It doesn't look like he's gonna come back. There's reports from Schefter that. You know, he's not coming back, and this is a, a little bit of bad timing because we're recording this on a Monday night, and his decision comes Tuesday, so hopefully we'll have this in time, you know, before his decision, like, a, if he... Oh, 
know, if he makes that decision, then I look like an idiot. But you know, it's the timing. It's not. It's not me. But I guess you know, if he comes back, you know, James Conner's done. He's been a dog. So I think we have to stay yeah, with him at least for the next couple of games, yeah, and then you know, eventually get fell back into yeah, it. Yeah, he went the concussion protocol, didn't he? Yeah, but they were also up, like, 40 points. So, I mean, part of it is just, you know, they don't want to overuse them. So, I'm not too worried about it. Gotcha. And, but, you know, obviously it would be nice, even if Bell doesn't get as many touches as, you know, we think he should. Injuries happen so much in the NFL. It would be nice to have some resurgence that your backup running back used to be one of the best running backs in the league. So That is true. All right, so next order of business, we have Jimmy Butler, who just got traded to the Philadelphia 76ers for Robert Covington and Dario Saric. What are some of your thoughts on, you know, Philly making this deal and, you know, becoming a real contender of the East? Yeah, that's what I was, that, that was the first thing I had, too. Like, does this make them, like, you know, obviously they're one of the better teams in the East, but it, I don't think anyone ever, like, thought they were, uh, they weren't quite there yet, but I guess, like, does this make them, like, there? Are they, like... Are they a favorite now, you think, or do they at least have a chance? I think so. So, sh- first of all, shout out the Rise and Fire podcast, my podcast with Spencer Jennings, recurring guest from the program. Of course, we talked about this trade well, a little well, bit earlier. Plug but... on your own podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'll talk a little bit more about, you know, Jimmy Butler. I think this really does make them legit. And for Jimmy, you know, this is what he wanted. He wanted a situation to win. He said he's all about winning, which didn't really make sense because he's like, I want to be about winning, but – the trade destinations I want to go to are Brooklyn Nets, New York Knicks. So it's kind of weird, but he ends up getting a great trade. He goes to Philly, and this is the perfect situation. This is it for him. And if it doesn't go well, it's really concerning for his reputation because now this is like three, four straight situations where he just doesn't get along with anyone. So, you know, this is really his moment. This is it, and hopefully he can come through. I don't, I don't really get how this made any sense for the Timberwolves at all. Like, didn't they want a lot for Jimmy? And, I mean, Covington and Sarge, they're quality players. Don't get me wrong. But, like, well, that's... It was really that bad over there. You know, got it's, yeah, it's that bad. But, like, I feel like they wanted a lot more and they just kind of settled. But, I, mean, I mean, they just didn't have any leverage because, you know, it was obvious that Jimmy wanted out. <laughs> it was public knowledge. And then, you know, so no leverage. And then for Tibbs, this is probably his last stance, his last year. So... You know, Houston offered him four picks, but, you know, four picks isn't going to help this, this year. It's not going to help save his job. So, you know, he wanted at least something to, you know, save face and it gives him at least two starters in the rotation. And, you know, now this is Cat's team. We'll see what he's all made of. Sure we will. All right, so let's get to the interview. Hope you guys enjoy. Justin Thomas, new Bethany baseball head coach. All right, now joining us, uh the new head coach of the Bethany Bison uh, baseball team, Justin Thomas. Great to have you. How you doing? I'm doing well. How, how are you guys doing? We're doing <coughs> great, yeah. as always. Before we get started with questions, do you mind introducing yourself to you know the audience members that might not know you personally? Oh, uh, yeah, no problem. Um, like you said before, my name is Justin Thomas. I'm 30 years old. I'm originally from Ambridge, Pennsylvania. I graduated from Ambridge High School in 2005, uh, Western PA guy, you know, I live about an hour, well, home is about an hour and 10 minutes from campus, so I'm pretty local. Um, I played my college ball at Super Rock University. I was a walk-on. I was a reliever, sidearm guy. I played uh, three years there. Then after I graduated college, you know, I obviously still love the game of baseball, and 
you know, I wasn't playing anymore, so I only had one other option, <laughs> and it led to me coaching. So right. I, I realized that I wanted to coach in the college game. So, you know, you make your end point, and then you have to navigate how you're going to get there. So, like a lot of people do, they go back and they coach at their old high school, and I was thankful to do that for two years. Coached at Ambridge Area High School for uh, two springs, 2011-2012. And then during those summers, I also coached in the Ohio Valley Collegiate League, and then I coached in the Prospect League. And while I was coaching in the Prospect League, I was trying to help get uh, one of the young men from Ambridge into college. And then, you know, I started interacting with a gentleman named Jim Chester, who's been a huge, you know, help to my career. You know, he gave me a chance as a college baseball coach. Another program. Um, being a pitcher, I was more of a pitching coach. And then not only were we talking about recruiting, but we've also talked, he asked me if I wanted to get into coaching. And I said, definitely. You know, we talked more and more. And then he said, hey, you know, I think it would be a good idea if you, know, you join our staff. So then I ended up being a pitching coach for two years at Penn State Greater Allegheny, and it was two of the best years of my life. Not only did we have great success on the field, but, you know, along with the other coaches on our staff and the players, you know, we had, it, was, it was just a great time. Not, like I said, we had success. We ended up finishing. We were back-to-back conference champions regular season and the tournament, and we finished number two and number five in the small college series. And then um, after that time, I was coaching in another collegiate summer league, and a gentleman by the name of Thomas Eaton helped me find this, this job here at Borges College, and I kind of took over the program in the fall of 2014. Kind of had a rebuilding rebuilding the program. And then, um, you know, this would be year five, then I saw, I actually didn't really see the posting for the head baseball coach job at Bethany. I had a former player and a former teammate from college both text me about it before I saw it. You know, and it's something I, I've always wanted to coach baseball closer to home. It was never a necessity for me to be closer to home. But, you know, it's something that I've always wanted to do is to coach kind of in my backyard for, for, for uh, another way to look at it. You know, so like I said, an hour and ten minutes from home. Right. You know, then I, you know, I applied for the position, yeah. went through the process, and got the call back. Awesome. It sounds like it all worked out for you. And yeah, I think it says something, too, that uh, more about you. And I, I saw things on uh, Twitter, especially once Bethany announced the hiring. And just how, like the fact that you just said you had people, like, reach out to you first. And so, like I, some of those tweets that I saw, like, it says a lot about you. Like, I think I think Bethany did a good job. And it's all right, guy. So, Definitely. I think. Alumni as well as you know, players should be excited to have you. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to be there. Well, I mean, I'm excited to get there. I'm still here in South Carolina right now. My first day in the office will be November 26th. My uh, that Monday right after Thanksgiving will be my first day there. And then uh, I'm not going to let the the cat out of the bag. But the two graduate assistants, my assistant coaches, and I, I've been talking about something special. So a surprise we have for the players. Oh. Trying to get after it before Christmas break. So we're, we have something in the bag. Hopefully we can talk to the communications department. We can maybe, uh, or maybe computer, the IT department, get somebody to film it, maybe put some music to it, but not going to tell everybody just yet, but we got a little something cooked up. Oh, stay breaking tuned. News here. Breaking news, BJ. Please go ahead, BJ. We dropped the news. We dropped the news here first, but I'm not going to tell everybody what it is. Breaking. Right, right. say, all right, that's awesome, man. Cool. Well, I'm, <laughs> that is, I, I'm just looking forward to seeing it. 
Definitely. All right, so let's get into some questions. You know, first of all, it's kind of a you know weird midseason transition. Obviously, you would have liked to have gone the job earlier so you can you know start the transition. You know, is it a weird transition for you, and is it going to be you know kind of difficult with the late start for recruiting and all? Um, it's it's kind of a weird transition, but it's kind of not because in the I just keep telling myself that I'm going home. So when I tell myself I'm going home the weird transition part kind of eliminates itself. Now, and I don't want to consider it weird. I kind of look at it as exciting. Right. You know, I'm going to a new institution, a new level of competition. Everything changes. So I can look at it one of two ways. I can be excited or I can be worried. You know, and I'm going to be excited. Like, you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of, a lot of people in the world of baseball, you know, and just in general, just talking about it, you know, and I'm excited, you know, just to get there, to get started, to meet all the players. During my interview, I met a lot of them, and it was really quick. I was kind of talking more. Now I'll be able to, you know, be, you know, in my office and have two or three guys stick their head in the door and sit down and talk. As far as recruiting is concerned, that's actually the first thing I started doing. When they, when they announced it, I was able to actually reach out to recruits, and I got a recruiting visit that day. Scheduled oh, wow. for the thirtieth of November, so like I was, I understand that that's the biggest thing. You know, is you got to you got to recruit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to recruit. I mean, I mean, Coach K is a great coach, but you know, look who he's coaching. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. That's a good point. Look at it. Definitely. All right. Uh, so next, let's get into you know some goals and expectations. Obviously, it's tough because you really haven't seen anyone play yet. But you know, what are some of your maybe your short term goals and some long term goals at Bethany? Well, my short, well, not necessarily short or long-term goals. I would just say my my goals are to win. You know, by my time here at Boise College, I was able to rebuild a program. And then during my interview, I said, I don't know, I don't feel that the Bethany program really needs rebuilt. I feel like it kind of just needs rejuvenated. It might need some young life. And I know that I'm passionate and I love the game and I coach the way I used to play, which was a lot of passion and emotion. But, um... I feel like I can bring that young life and young energy to the program, but at the same time be experienced and not just be young right. and going crazy. <laughs> but um, I feel like I feel like as far as goals are concerned, I want to come in and, you know, you want to win. You know, we, we, we practice and prepare ourselves to win. We have 40 games. Let's, let's win, you know. And then ideally what you want to do is, is, is get into a conference tournament. You want to win the regular season conference and then you want to get into the conference tournament and win that. You know, ideally, for me personally, being a big Steelers fan and watching them be the sixth seed and win it all, I just need to get in. You know, obviously you want to be number one, of course. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, ideally you want to get into the conference tournament. You get in a conference tournament, everybody's O and L. Then it's time to go. You know, you go, you put your best foot forward, you try to come out of there with a ring, and that's, and that's what I want to do. Do you have, like, a win total on mine, like 35 wins, like something like that? Uh, a, a win total? Yeah, like a um, you have a prediction. I don't know. Mother Nature's undefeated, so who knows how many of those she's going to take from us. That's true. But, That's true. It is Bethany, West Virginia. Yeah, for but, sure. I don't necessarily have a win total, a number. I will say this, though. Each and every year that I coach, I, my, I ideally, you know, I want to I be over 500. You know, I want to be over 500. So that could be 30 and 10, or that could be 21 and 19. You know, I want to be over 500. But like I said before, 
it sounds crazy, but you can be under 500 overall and still get into your conference tournament. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, like if I had to, I, you know, I'm sorry. No, no, I just agree. I was just agree with what you said earlier. Uh, you can be under 500, but like you said, all, all you have to do is get in, and then anybody can get on at the right time. That's it. There you go. But uh, you know, to answer your to, to actually answer your question, I don't necessarily have a number, but I would definitely say I would want to be over 500. All right, that's a good goal for sure. So. Our last real dollar. baseball question from recurring guest Josh Lanero. I'm not sure if you met him during the interview process, but he asked, you know, what are you most excited about getting to Bethany? Is it, you know, being home, being close to that area? The thing that I'm most excited about, the thing that I'm most excited about yeah. is to get after it, <laughs> period. You know, and yeah. I'm excited to be closer to home. You know, a lot of people that have followed me and supported me once they found out that I got the job, Every time my phone went off, it was, man, you're coming home. Man, you're coming home. And, you know, so that part's exciting. You know, I had a few people say, hey, man, I'm going to drive down and watch the game. So now i got a little bit of pressure on from people that have known me. But the biggest thing that I'm excited about is, is to compete. You know, you got a new group of guys. You have a new atmosphere. And even with this transition, you know, in November, not really getting ready to practice, practice until January, like I stated before, you can be worried and say, oh, well, let's just give these guys the benefit of the doubt that coach came in middle of the year. You can take that or you can flip it and say, you know, let's just go for it. Right. Regardless, if I came in the middle of the year, if I came in in August, let's put that's work. Let's put our best foot forward. You know, let's get after it and let's try and score more runs than the other team each time we're on the field. Okay, so we're taking a little break here to transition to our next section of questions, rapid fire questions. We had some audio problems while recording that intro so we're doing it now to give a little transition into the next line of questions the conversation gets a lot lighter we have some fun answers from jt he's the man and as always you're in the podcast with fantasy bs baseball movies where we got a lot of good picks there and some cool honorable mentions so thank you again for the support for listening it means a lot to me gil and the man jacob schaubert and you know, hope you enjoy the rest of the interview and we might have some future coaches on the next couple episodes. Wink, wink. See you then. Peace. Who would win a fight? One horse-sized duck or a thousand duck-sized horses? One horse-sided duck? One horse-sized duck. <laughs> Holy smoke. And a thousand duck-sized horses. Um, I guess I'll be the loser and just go with you a thousand because that's a lot. Yeah, d- definitely. That's the right answer. That's a lot of, a lot of, you passed the test. That's, that's a lot good. Of, a lot of something. <laughs> right. so, you passed the test right there. All right, second question, moving on to the MLB. Do you think the balls are juiced in baseball right now? Um, no, I don't think the balls are juiced. Okay. I just think that hitters are really, really good, and pitchers are really, really good, but sometimes one gets the better of the other. And I'm biased, and I think good pitching beats good hitting. But if we make a mistake, those dudes are on it. And I mean, on it, like, 420 feet later on it. <laughs> so how do you explain George Springer's ball exploding in the World Series last year? I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that because if I answer incorrectly in the baseball, the gods are upset, and I need them in April, they're not going to answer the phone. All right, that's a fair point. Yeah, just a lighter <laughs> Maybe it just hit a light or something. Maybe it wasn't an actual explosion. Um <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the next question. Uh, go-to gas station snack. Sheets. 
That's what, that's one of the perks of being home. Okay. Yeah. When I drive when I drive from when I drive from South Carolina to uh, back home, I pass certain gas stations to get to a sheet. Like I'll I'll punch it if I have to. If it's getting to a quarter tank and I'm getting worried, you know, I check the mileage. You know, if I can get the sheets, I'm going. There's the sheets three hours and three and a half hours from my house on the route that I take home. And I, and I know I immediately to where I'm at on my GPS if I can make it there. All right, uh, that's fair enough. Sheets you, is a go-to. You know, guys, if you uh, need some PT and, you know, hit up JT with some sheets, maybe uh, make your case a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, so next question we got, you have 6 a.m. lifts and your best player shows up at 6.05. What are you doing in that situation? I'm going to ask him why he was late, and okay. then if, depending on his reason, we'll dictate how, how I respond. Okay. That's Meaning I've, I've had, I've had inc- incidents, incidents where um, a player gets a call in the middle of the night, you know, somebody had to get rushed to the hospital. So instead of, I've learned, you know, instead of instantly jumping down somebody's throat, sometimes it's better to talk. You know, so if I say, hey, you were late for your lift, you know, what's the deal? And say, hey, sorry, coach. Um, my brother, you know, he got arrested last night. Something happened. I'm like, all right, come back to me and talk. We'll talk later. You know, it's not it's not always, you know, coach, I just overslept. You'd be surprised, and that's one of the things I've learned while I was down here. I've, I've experienced, as a coach, a lot of different situations where certain family, certain things have happened with certain family members that I've learned that I can't just yell at a kid for being late for his lift, you know, and then let's talk about why we were late for our lift and what we need to do to fix it so it's not a reoccurring thing. Because each and every, you never know what happened in someone's life the night before or a day or two before and, you know, something happened. Uh, you know, I had an instance, you know, recently where a young man, he had to, he called me in the middle of the night because his, his mother got rushed to the hospital. You know, and he was crying so hard that he could hardly talk. You know, so if that young man missed his, work, missed his morning workout the next morning, other other guys may be upset and say, well, why isn't he here? And I'm going to say, well, he has some things going on at home that you guys don't know about, you know, and... and a lot of people don't take that kind of stuff into consideration or a lot of these things happen. You know, it's, it's part of life, unfortunately, but, and sometimes, you know, you sometimes in certain situations, you got to tough it up and go do what you have to do. But man, sometimes life hits you in the gut. You know, you, you get down on one knee, you know, it, it happens. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. All right. So next question, are you a fan of bunting? Am I a fan of bunting? Yeah. If the situation calls for it, okay. It depends, oh, oh, and it also, and it also depends. Are you a bun guy? And it, it depends. It depends on the situation, and it depends on who's at the at bat. Meaning, if a guy that is up, if he's not a good bunter, yeah, then I'm probably not going to ask him to bunt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but if it's good if sure. it's a certain situation, I don't agree with you. All right, so here's a scenario where we'll ask you if you'd bunt the situation. So you're down. 6-0 in the fourth inning with a gone first base. <laughs> this is a hypothetical. Yeah, hypothetically, of course. I'm down, by, I'm down by a touchdown. You're down six runs. Uh, you're done by six runs. So, yeah, baseball. You have a gone first base. There's no outs in the fourth inning of a seven-inning game. Would you bunt in that situation to move the runner over? Um, I would not just because, you know, we're down six runs. And if it's the fourth inning, then I only have, what, 12 outs to play with? Right. 
Interesting answer. Yeah, that's yeah, like you said, that was definitely a hypothetical situation that never happened. Never. Ever. Yeah, definitely never happened in the past. No, I, was, I don't believe that I would. Good answer. <laughs> yeah, good answer for sure. All right, so let's move <laughs> on to our last segment of the day, Fancy BS. We're going to do a fancy draft. Uh, today's topic is baseball movies. And as our guest, you're going to have the first mm-hmm. pick here. And last Fancy BS draft, I have the last pick, so I'll go second. Gil, you have the third pick. And Shu, you got back-to-back in a snake draft right, format. Sir. All right, let's get it. All right, you got the first pick here, JT. Uh, Major League. That was mine, too. Uh, good pick. All right, I'm going to go with <laughs> my next favorite. Uh, i got to go with Sandlot. Dang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, legendary. Absolutely awesome. All right, all right. Uh, I guess I'll go uh, Field of Dreams for my first one. Okay, there you go. Right. You guys took my, you yeah. guys took my two, so I had an audible there. All right, Shub, you got back-to-back. What's Google telling you? I got back-to-back. I'm going to screw up both because I have a feeling. Um, I'm going to go first one, The Love of the Game. Okay. Okay. Oh. Second one, the bad. I tell you what, for those those first four movies, if that was a batting order, that'd be tough. That would yeah, be tough. exactly. That's, that's what we go for. That, we, oh man, we only bring heaters here. That's all we do. That's that's what we're all about. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I, I was dreams. Was, that was a great four hitter. Yeah. Not to not to jinx myself, but just a little friendly <laughs> talking here. Uh, I think I've won like four in a row of these, three or four. Uh, three, three, <laughs> not four, not four. It's a dynasty, but it's a weak dynasty. It's not, <laughs> not a dominant. Officially one. a streak, so it's about to be four. <laughs> I'm calling my shot. All right, Chief, you got one more pick. Here you go. I said uh, bench war, not bench warmers, uh, bad news bears. Sorry. Oh, bad news bears. Okay. All right, Gil, next pick here. Uh, I'm gonna go with Moneyball for my number two. Ooh, that's what I was picking. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, I know you. Ooh, that's Man. a good one. Swipe. Swipe and I'm swiping. We're Damn, that My whole strategy is thrown. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> All right. I guess I'm going to go with 42. That's a good pick. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. All right. You got back-to-back here. That's a good one. Man, I don't even know if I had back-to-back. <laughs> yeah, I do. I would go back-to-back. Right. I have, what's the one? I want to say it's Little Big League. Is that the one where the guy breaks his arm and he starts throwing gas? Oh, that's Rookie of the Year. Oh, uh, yeah. Rookie of the Year. Now, is that which one? I could be wrong, and don't laugh at me when I say this. No. There is a w- one movie where they have Ken Griffey Jr. in it, and they pick, they fake the pickoff yeah. move. That's that's, uh, little, that's the little big league. Oh, man, mm-hmm. I don't know which one to pick. You, you, you got take both. You can take both. Yeah, <laughs> I could, but I kind of wanted. I could, but I kind of wanted to pick one of my favorites personally because okay. I had the chance to pick one. Uh-huh. I'll go little big league. Okay. And then I'll go sixty. I'll go sixty-one. Uh, that's a good movie, movie. With, about Manuel Maris and the home run chase. That was one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, that's a good one. I know a lot of people haven't seen it, but it's a really good baseball movie, especially if you're a fan. You got to watch that Roger Maris and that. Yeah, that race yeah. That I think that's a. I think like a, a real baseball fan, and probably somebody older that might have lived it would probably watch it before someone younger. Right. But whenever I watched it, now I fell in love with it. It was a great movie. Right, pre-steroid era. That was the where true baseball was played. Yeah, those guys are still bombing 60. Yeah, I hear you. All right, my next pick here, I'm going to go with Bull Durham. Oh, shoot. Oh, man, how did I forget that? I was hoping it would fall. Sleeper in the third. The first one was the oh, man. Good choice. I know I, I know I lost now. I forgot Bull Durham. Mm. Yeah. All right, Gil. No, I still think I'm going to win. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to take rookie of the year. 
Okay. Since I'm like, I'm like a JT's or not. Good so pick. I'm going to swipe that one. All right. Uh, Shub, you're ending it. What's Google tell yeah, you right now? It's a bench warmers. Bench warmers. Okay. All right. There you go. Yeah. Gus. Oh, Gus. yeah. You Gus? That was going to be my first honorable mention. All right. Yes. Yeah, so let's do honorable mentions. JT, did we uh, take all your picks here? Do you have any movies you want to shout out? Um, No. 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 <laughs> okay. I'm not really a movie guy, to be honest with you. Okay. Fair enough. Like, my favorite movie of all time. Oh, yeah, go My ahead. favorite movie of all time is still, like, Forrest Gump. Okay. <laughs> Great. Yeah, yeah, that's a classic. It is a good story. It's one of, that's one of my favorites, too, so yeah, who, I definitely see it. I definitely see there. And with the baseball, we pretty much covered all of the good ones anyway. Yeah, that's true. And whoever's in charge of yeah, movies. We have, we have 12 movies out there, 12 baseball movies. Yeah, that's all stuff. Yeah. I was, I was just gonna yeah. say, uh, whoever's in charge for movies on the bus trips, you know, gotta throw in Forrest Gump there for your head coach. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. for sure. I uh, might have it myself, actually. Let's see. One uh, honorable mention I want to shout out is the rookie. It's a oh, yeah. yeah story right, about you know an old reliever who uh, is out of the game forever, and then you know just randomly decides to pursue the game again, and you know he, he had like a surgery or whatever, and he throws like. 15 plus miles per hour harder like 10 years later. It's just a crazy story, but based on a true story, so definitely a movie you guys got to check out. Yeah, he was on uh, he was on the side of 79 throwing against the um, speedometer thing, huh? Yeah, yeah. Going up and down the highway. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for uh, joining the show, man, and you know, good luck for the rest of the season. I hope you guys achieve all of your goals and make it to the pack playoffs for the first time in a while. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. If you guys are ever in town, let me know. You guys come by, catch a ball game. I appreciate it again. You know, I'm ready to get to school. I'm ready to get after it. Roll Bison. Roll Bison. Go. Hey, we're excited for you guys, man. Good luck. Good luck. I appreciate, I appreciate it, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Special thanks to all the listeners who tuned in to episode 39 of the Balls Are Indians, a podcast featuring the man, the myth, the legend, JT, Justin Thomas, the new Bethany head coach. Really sounds like he has a deep passion for the game of baseball, deep knowledge, and bringing some youthful energy that I hope the, you know, the community of Bethany really embraces. And you know, the team especially sounds like he's going to bring that extra oomph that the guys need to reach that next level and to reach the PSC playoffs. A couple other shout-outs. Shout-out to the K-Weezy Movement, Kristen Campus, for the closing music. Killer Ben Franklin's. Get this guy a YouTube deal. He's just killing it. Christian Campus, the man. Sophomore catcher, he's gonna be killing it, killing it, doing big things. And then, you know, last but not least, seems like episodes are gonna be shorter, like this one. Just the new direction that the BJ podcast is going into. You know, time is money, time is valuable. We want you to be using it as well as possible, and you can't be listening to an hour 30 minute podcast. So, we're gonna be short from now on. We're gonna have more coaches on in the future, some big names. So, Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Hope you can get more interaction in the future, some fan mail, some fan questions. And please subscribe, unsubscribe, and then resubscribe again. And let's get rapical. It's like he's my brother, now he's up above us, but he's really in my pocket. Because I'm spending Ben Franklin's and I ain't gonna stop. So please quit the hating. Keep it 300 while I count my Ben Franklin's. Yeah. Deuces.